0: Morning, everybody. Welcome to the live morning devotional. Let me just adjust this thing again. Welcome. Okay. (laughs) So yesterday we spoke about thoughts, and uh, we spoke about setting your mind and keeping it set. So uh, today I want to just bring your attention to Philippians chapter three. So um, our thinking life, our thought life, can go in or be influenced by but it can can be directed towards the natural stuff or it can be directed towards the spiritual stuff it can be directed towards the seen or to the unseen now the the way we get imagery for the unseen is through the word by reading the word and which causes us to think and see it in our thoughts okay So your thoughts is your connection. You can't have faith if you don't have thoughts. So if you meditate on the Word of God and you start seeing in the unseen, you start seeing the promises, you start seeing what the Word says, and that becomes your hope and you start acting accordingly, then you're operating by faith, and then you see in the Spirit. And because of the Word... Uh, by way of remembrance the Holy Spirit speaks to you through the through the images that's in the word. So uh, the Holy Spirit will will make things real to you and then because your heart is open to the word, because you have the Holy Spirit, uh, you know it opens up a new realm and you can start seeing what's going on there now. You can start getting an insight into, Uh, the unseen realm into the the supernatural of God, the power of God, the supernatural realm of God in Christ. Um, And so uh, the more our hearts are open to the word and to the things of God, uh, the more we can uh, see visions, dream dreams. The the more we can see uh, in the spirit. We can operate by the the prophetic, uh, but we can have... Uh, personal encounters with God. And some people are scared of that because they say, oh no, but you're a mystic. Well, there's nothing wrong with being mystic. Uh, there's nothing wrong with having a personal relationship where you can actually interact with God. Um, that's not a wrong thing. That's not new age. That's, not, that's just Christianity. <laughs> that's normal Christianity. You're supposed to have a relationship with Him where you can hear His voice, And you can see things that he shows you, okay? So the whole word is full of that. Okay, so good morning. Hello, Ishmael. Hello, Dini. Hello, uh, Janine. It's good to see all of you here. Okay, so I want you to to just see that the vision for your life, the direction you're going into that which God has for you will first present in your thoughts. And if your thoughts are not on the word, then it will be very... (laughs) very difficult, impossibly difficult for you to uh, step into the promises and to step into the destiny that God has planned for you, okay? So uh, Philippians, Ephesians chapter 2 says, uh, uh, we are His workmanship, His creation, uh, recreated in christ so that we may do the good works that he prearranged ahead of time for us taking pass uh which he prepared ahead of time so that means that doesn't mean that you know this whole old uh, idea that of sovereignty that everything that happens is god and it just plays out the, the will of god is playing out in the world no no everything that happens is not god um so you still have choice. You can believe or not believe. If you believe, and if you do what you believe, if you believe, you'll, you'll see your hope. You'll see something in the Spirit as the Word says it, and as the Holy Spirit opens it up to you. If you act on those things, you will start walking in the things that God has pre- prearranged for you. So, it's, so it was arranged ahead of time so that you can step into it. But stepping into it means directing your thoughts to it. Stepping into it is making your filling your heart with it, filling your mind with it, and opening, uh, you know, embracing the possibilities that God has for you. Okay, so um, many people like uh, <laughs> what Jordan Peterson says, he's a clinical psychologist in at the University of Toronto in Canada, and um, he's basically on the political scene a lot because he just speaks out against all kinds of foolishness that people are thinking these days. So, um, and he brings the word in it quite a lot, but um, he says, the thing is, uh, we all kind of stumble along on our way to where we're supposed to go, (laughs) and you... Uh, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but you know, you you are you're going towards your direction. You have your goal. You have your style that you're reaching out to. Um, he says, but the thing is that we are all too stupid to recognize our destiny, <laughs> so so we have to learn. <laughs> so we learn by. Going in a certain direction, we're finding out. Okay, this is not it. Well, at, length, at least you found out it's this is not it. But now you, you took a step closer, and you 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 refocus on where you want to be, and you take a, a, another step in that direction. Okay. So, but but the point is that we are we are unable to on our own to recognize what God has for us. If you think you're going to, by a natural mind, recognize the good things God has for you, your, your idea of how to get there is different from God's idea of how to get there. Okay? Um, your idea of success and God's idea of success is not necessarily the same. Okay? So, but when you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit shows you certain things. And if you are humble enough to take what the Holy Spirit says, then it will take you forward very fast. Okay? If you are humble enough to take the thought that he gives instead of say, thinking, no, but this is not as good as, as I planned. This is not as great as I thought. You know. No, God knows better. He uses the foolish things to confound the wise. So if you really want to walk into the stuff that God has for you, uh, all that glitters is not gold. <laughs> <laughs> So you have to be looking towards the unseen riches. You have to look towards the things that are above and the treasures that he shows you. And if your value system is recalibrated and you, and you get to, to value the things that God shows you, then you will take quicker strides to where you're supposed to be. All right? So you still take the, the step. You, take, you, you still do something. It's faith. But you walk after this thing that you see, but where do you see it? You see it in your thoughts. Your vision that is from the Spirit has to be refined. It has to be uh, reframed every day, okay, so that you can clearly see what God has for you, okay? It shouldn't always just be a dim reflection. Just keep on looking, and it will become clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer, okay? So that is the clearer and clearer we see his face. Mm -hmm. All right, so your thoughts need to be renewed and uh, uh, transformed into his way of thinking and his thoughts and his thinking. So when he introduces something to you, you know, take it. So recognize when it is him that is speaking. Okay. All right, so Philippians chapter 3 says, Furthermore, verse 8, I count everything as loss compared to the possession of the priceless privilege, the overwhelming preciousness, the surpassing worth, and the supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. All right, value system. All right, so what's valuable? What is worth pursuing? So if your value system is the big building, the nice cars, the best this and the best that, hmm, then you don't have value for the real thing of value, which is knowing Christ Jesus. If, that, if those things are more important, then, then you're going to miss the opportunity of actually knowing Him, which is the most important thing. Don't let the good distract you from the best, okay? Something that David Hogan says, he says, those things are trinkets. (laughs) Human uh, success. You know, speaking of big, you know, these big American trucks, you know, you have to spend some money to to have one, you know, especially in South Africa because you have to import them and they they double the price because you have to pay double import duty. (laughs) And um, it's very heavy on fuel, but it's this big thing. Okay, but, you know, they're they're on that side. So he says, he he just imagines it and it comes down, driving down the road. (laughs) So he says, it's not, it's trinkets. But what is the real value? It's knowing him. And you can see it in the way that he approaches life. You can see it in the way he spends his time. Okay? So he says, I count everything as loss compared to the possession of the priceless privilege, the surpassing worth, the supreme advantage of knowing Christ. So that's the very most important thing, knowing him, the knowledge of God, knowing him. Uh, uh, And of progressively becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. So it's not knowing him, okay, I know him, check. (laughs) Let's do something else, you know, Like, like tourists. Okay, I saw the Eiffel Tower next. Okay. So understanding him more fully and clearly. For his sake, I have lost everything. And consider it all to be mere rubbish, refuse, dregs in order that I may gain Christ. What he said there is not that he necessarily lost all his possessions. What he said there is he recalibrated his value system. Okay? He had all these accolades. He had the respect of everyone. They thought, you know, wow, this is awesome. And then then later on they told him, "You, you've gone mad because of all your learning. Okay? <laughs> so... Uh, he lost everything. He lost all the fame, all the whatever, but he gained Christ. So he lost probably his job as a Pharisee. <laughs> yeah. So there may have been income involved, They may have been whatever, you know, but God provided for him. But the point is, uh, even in prison, he provided for him, but he gained Christ. So even, he lost even his freedom. They put him in prison. He was writing this from prison, closer to the end of his life, okay? So, in order that I may gain Christ, verse 9, and that I may actually be found and known as in him. Okay, so the supreme thing, knowing him, and then to be found in him, okay? Not having any self-achieved righteousness that can be called my own. Okay, there goes the corporate ladder. <laughs> so there goes, there goes the whole idea of humanity, of how to be successful. Okay, not any self-achieved righteousness that can be called my own. Based on my obedience to the law's demands or to society's demands. Ritualistic uprightness and supposed right standing with God, thus acquired. But possessing that genuine righteousness which comes through faith in Christ. So the righteousness is not only God imagines that you are righteous, and God says, "Ah, don't worry, I count you as righteous. And now now it's something that comes to you, and it bears fruit. So people can see he has a righteousness, but it's a stronger righteousness. It's not a righteousness that can fail, like human righteousness, that is dependent on our abilities and our power but it is his righteousness, him acting, him thinking, him doing, him speaking, okay? Which comes through faith in Christ, right standing with God, which comes from God by saving faith. That's a life where you lose your right to an opinion. You forsake, intentionally forsake all decision-making power, and you give it into his hands, and you just do what he says. Okay, that is trust. Okay, verse 10. For my determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. This is setting your mind. This is directing your thoughts to the higher things, to the more valuable things. Then he says, perceiving and recognizing, understanding the wonders of his person more strongly, more clearly. This is looking through the glass to the face of Jesus, and you see the glory in his face being transformed into his very own image. This is the renewal of the mind. And he says, and that I may in the same way come to know the power outflowing of his resurrection. So now you get to know him. And as you get to know Him, you get to know the power flowing out of Him. Okay, so do you want real power? What do you want to do with it? You know, is it just for your own gain? Is it just to look important? To look like the main... There's a lot of stuff that people have laid down on the, as a sacrifice on the altar. For them to be operating in the power of God. And I'm not saying, oh, you have to suffer to get it. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, you have to forsake your natural life to gain the supernatural life. Jesus said it so many times. If you try to save your life, you will lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake, you will gain it. So You lose the natural in order to gain the supernatural. With other words, you lose your natural thinking, your natural paradigm. In order to gain the mind of Christ, to get to know Him, to understand Him more fully, to know Him more fully, and then the power coming out of His resurrection. He says, of his resurrection, which it exerts over believers. That I may so share his sufferings as to be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness, even to his death. So I share his sufferings by sharing his spirit. That spirit was in his body when he suffered on the cross. I have that spirit. So I just lose my life. So my suffering is simply this. I just lose my natural life. I lose everything. I lose my plans, my ideas, my hopes. I lose my, everything I want to do for God. Everything I wanted to do in the world. You know, your idea of what you wanted to become. Your idea of how successful you could have been. With other words, you lose your life. Like someone who goes to prison. Okay, you, you, but it is, you're a born servant of Christ, so it's a good prison. <laughs> so, but you willfully lay it down, okay? That is the suffering. He says, in spirit transformed into his likeness. So it's him living in me. So that means we die to self. So that means in spirit, I'm transformed into his death. And that's exactly what Romans 6 says. And that's the picture of baptism. You died. He died for you. In baptism, you die in his death. Co-buried. Co-crucified. Raised up to life. I wasn't there on the cross. I didn't exist beforehand. I wasn't there. He was there. But through the spirit that indwells me, I have the spirit that was there. Yeah. So that spirit that suffered on the cross, that spirit that went, that went through death, spirit went to the father body, to the grave soul, went to hell to preach, not to suffer. He suffered on the cross. Yeah. And he took back his life again. Yeah. He says in Romans 6, Even so, consider yourselves also dead to sin, So, what is sin? Romans 14 says, that which is not of faith. Everything that doesn't spring from the hope that that comes through the Spirit of God when you read the scriptures. That which is not of faith is sin. So, I die to sin. Even so, consider yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God. A whole new life, okay? Whole new ideal of mind, whole new paradigm. Whole new everything, okay? Whole new vision. In the hope that if possible, I may attain to the spiritual moral resurrection. You see, it's the death, the resurrection, the power. Getting to know him, he died, so I die in his death. He was raised, so I'm raised with him. And then the power flowing out of him, flows out of me. So go crucified, go buried, go raised. Go seated. Go reigning. Okay? You know the scripture, Romans 5.17. Okay, so, that if possible I may attain to the spiritual moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead. Even while in the body. (laughs) You You don't have to go through the grave. Not that I have now attained this ideal or have already been made perfect, but I press on to lay hold, grasp, and make my own, that for which Christ has laid hold of me and made me his own. So in your mind, you have to grab and hold fast. Lay hold. Make it your own. In your mind. Your mind needs to think like his mind. Grab a hold of this resurrection life. Grab a hold of the supernatural life and let go. Loose yourself from what is behind and stretch forth for what is in front of you. Okay. Verse 13, I do not consider, brethren, that I have captured and made it my own yet. One thing I do, my one aspiration... So, it's a whole new way of thinking, of striving, forgetting what lies behind all the accolades, all the ideas, and hopes, and plans, and things, you know, (laughs) and straining forward to what lies ahead. So, what lies ahead? Christ. What lies ahead? His resurrection power. I press on toward the goal. To win the supreme heavenly prize to which God in Christ is calling us upward. So let those of us who are spiritually mature and full grown have this mind. Do you see there? It's your thoughts. And hold these convictions. And if, any, uh, if in any respect you have a different attitude of mind, God will make that clear to you also. Also, let us hold true what we have already attained, and walk and order our lives by that. Doesn't mean we lose ourselves from what God did in our lives yesterday. <laughs> Hold fast to the good things. Don't just take some thought that someone gave and you go off on a tangent and you wreck your whole faith life. But he says we reach out to know him. We go deeper. We, we set our minds to the higher things. And we attain the thing uh, which God grabbed us for. Okay. So it's an eager taking, seizing from our side. That word in the King James apprehend, uh, in the Greek, it means an eager seizing. Also for which God has seized us. Okay. Okay. So, um, get your minds on Christ. Brace up your minds. Be sober. Be vigilant. So, look to Him. Okay? Get your minds fixed on Him. And in your mind, loose yourself from what's behind. Loose yourself from past hurts. Loose yourself from past praises from what you were when people thought you were great. Because if you take this road, the same people will say you're crazy. Okay? (laughs) So we're not living for the praise of, of people. Lose yourself from those things. We're living for an audience of one. Grab hold of Christ. Get to know Him. Make it your determined purpose. That's the supreme advantage. All right. Good. Send us an email. (laughs) Thank you for listening. May this really bless you. So, hello, Marika. Bless you. It's good to see you there. Um, I greeted Ishmael and Dini also and Janine. So, bless you guys. Have an amazing day. Pray for us, for the whole thing with the church. Um, It's also time for us to sow. So, uh, I sowed into uh, two ministries Accounts, and we really believe that uh, that God is doing something there. So, if you sow, you will reap. All right. So, be blessed, everyone. Have an amazing day, and see you again tomorrow morning at nine. Amen.